there. Welcome to this week's episode of Care Package, where we bring you conversations about mental, sexual, and spiritual health. This week's topic is about discussing the five love languages, their importance, how they look in friendship, and the whole idea of compromise versus settling. Stay tuned. But if I was, I'd write about how you have the audacity to be beautiful, even on days when everything around you is ugly. I'd write about your eyelashes and how they are like violin strings that play symphonies every time you blink. If I was a love poet, I'd write about how I melt in front of you like an ice sculpture every time I hear the vibration in your voice. And whenever I see a name on the caller ID, my heart plays hopscotch inside of my chest. It climbs onto my ribs like monkey bars, and I feel like a child all over again. I know it's going to sound weird, but sometimes I pray that God somehow turns you back into one of my ribs just so I would never have to spend an entire day without you. Uh, oh, what? <laughs> uh, poetry. You know, uh, when he was like, how dare you be this beautiful? I was like, baby boy. And then he was, like, he was like my rib. And I was like, yo, baby. Literally, <laughs> Hi. Like, <laughs> but that that is a beautiful yeah. poem. I absolutely love it. Um <laughs> That's a really good I'm not even a po- poetry person, but I'm like, take me now. However you want me, whatever you want me, whatever position you go. Hi. Are we there? <laughs> I need to. Like, I didn't know that, like, I need to tip all your people who see to get you. They must just give you some Rudy Francisco love poetry. Like, okay. You just say all my people, Sissy. (laughs) (laughs) Please leave it there. Don't say anything. That could incriminate me in any way. So that was a beautiful snippet from um, a poem by Rudy Francisco called I Am Not a Love Poet. Um, yeah, today we're talking about love. Let's talk about love, baby. <laughs> but before... Isn't it let's talk about sex? <laughs> sorry, sorry. I honestly, I should have kept that thought in my head. Come back. I thought we were trying um, to be PG-13. Um, sex <laughs> is PG... Well, actually. Okay, okay. So before we go into our conversation today, um, which is going to be around love languages, uh, we're just going to start off with our check-in moment. Um, can you do you want to share with us what your learning was this week? Yo, this was a very hard week, guys. Yo, I know. So I learned that sometimes it's not personal. I learned that sometimes it's not personal. Um, because... Yeah, it felt like everything was just, yeah, everything wrong. Like Murphy's Law happened, but sometimes it's my personal. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you? Yeah, that's, that's good. That's very good. Um, my learning this week was, I'm going to sound so shallow after your learning, but like, listen, Kaysan was freezing this week and mm-hmm. my heater died on me. <laughs> In the morning on Monday, it just went. So I've still got like an old fan heater from back when I was in first year varsity. And like finally this year that thing gave up. It was just like, bitch, like it's over. So um, I I tried to work in bed because I've got an electric blanket. So I, you know, 
from my electric blankets and I sat on my bed and it was the worst mistake ever. So I learned that to kind of like keep the sleeping space that and yeah. the working space, the working space. Don't try to mingle the two. It doesn't always work for me. Um, and what is your win? My win this week is that, oh, guys. Anyway, I said yes to something I normally would have said no to. And the person knows. So, yeah. What? <laughs> You're about to be like, yeah, you know, I've got proposed to and I said yes. Like, what the fuck? What are you saying? <laughs> it doesn't matter what I said yes to, but I said yes to something I normally would have said no to. And it was, it was, it was, it was worth, worth it. it. Wow. Mm. Well, well done. Have you ever read that book by um, Shonda Rhimes, The Year of Yes? Why would I have a year of yes? Do you know the minutes of, ooh, wow, is that? Mm. I sound so angry. <laughs> but so hostile. Do you know the people? around no i would not have a year of saying yes and it's a year of saying yes to things that yes. i think can be so that's what the book was about she was just, yes so that's what the book was about just saying yes to opportunities to new experiences it wasn't just you know relationship wise but it was just life and experiencing life differently okay. and trying out things that she wouldn't necessarily um try out okay i can i can fuck with that wowza i can do with that <laughs> yeah let's leave that whole pg thing let's move on um my win for the week. <laughs> and as we tried, sorry. Yeah, no, it's over. It's so over. Let's try that one. Um, I tried. So I, I, I've been trying to start jogging in the mornings, and wow, it's just been. I'm not. I'm not a morning person, but I managed to jog three out of five days this week. So I'm, uh, yes, I'm getting please. somewhere. And one of those days, I woke myself up because your ass was sleeping. So. Who's you week? bitch. So when did on Thursday you wake up yourself this week? Thursday, I woke up Thursday. You didn't jog. I did jog on Thursday. You didn't jog on Thursday. I mean, you didn't have to say that. <laughs> fine. Okay. Cool. So, anywho, um, <laughs> it was horrible. So, guys, today's topic is love languages, as Kanza has said, and um. Obviously, Care Package tries to bring you, um, like, as many topics as we can. And we feel like love languages are important. And you'll understand why. So, love languages, the concept itself, I guess, was sparked by a book called The Five Love Languages by Dr. Gary Chapman. It sounds like, sorry, I was actually good at that word. Uh, which was written in 1995. Um, and has Tracy become Chapman. Very, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's become more popular recently. So the five love languages essentially describe the way we feel and, well, we feel loved and appreciated. And it depends on, like, your individual personality types. Um, and we'll just dive into that. And you can have multiple ones. We'll also talk into that. But it's very important because speaking love in a manner that a partner can understand is crucial in maintaining relationships and it's also funny enough not funny enough but it's also important in friendships relationships and even parenthood um, and people really underestimate its value and understanding and like being able to decode these different ways of showing love will help um, take out the guess well guesswork and like assumptions out of your partner's expectations and needs so I think that's why we are touching on that because you know care package we like we like things so yeah we like things so then, Don't you? Um, our first, I win. So our first love language is words of affirmation. This love language expresses love with simple words that build up your partner. Um, they don't have to be very complicated or long. It's literally 
the simplest, most effective phrases that, you know, will achieve this purpose. So, for example, you can use phrases like, that dress looks incredible on you. You always make me laugh. I love your hair today. Um, you know, if so throughout the podcast, we're going to use tacos as an example. So if we were to use tacos as an, ex an, as an example, wowings, uh, for words of affirmation. Hey, it's going. <laughs> So if we were to use tacos as an example for how you'd express this love language, words of affirmation, you would say um, your tacos are delicious, you know, so you you compliment your person. Um, that sounds so horrible, though, like your tacos. Like, what? Oh, if I've prepped them. Oh, my gosh. Sorry. <laughs> Somehow now, because you're like your tacos, it feels like tacos is like. <laughs> a body part. Oh, no, no, no. But it's like it's like an underground word for something else. Like it's like a, a cover word for another thing. Like I'm not trying to say dicks. I'm saying tacos. Like what? The hell? Oh my gosh. Okay, no. But I, I feel like with words of affirmation, also, um, words of well, well, words would probably mean a lot to your partner if they have this language, and uh, so compliments and probably like saying I love you is also very crucial, um, to it. And then obviously what you want to avoid is using any negative um, or insulting comments at your partner because if they value words that much, then obviously negative words are going to stick and it's going to be very, you know, it's going to be very hard for them to forgive you. Um, that makes sense. Yes. Hmm. Okay. The next one is acts of service. Uh, I think this is for the people that are like actions speak louder than words, mm. which obviously is very important i guess to them so this love language expresses itself by like doing things that you know your partner would like so cooking a meal for them when they didn't ask doing laundry picking up a prescription <laughs> um <laughs> they all act of service so they obviously might require time and effort and thought and that's why it's important so to use the tacos example, you'd say, I made you tacos. Mm. See, this one sounds like Better. a food thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah sorry. <laughs> and so um, I think that with like, because I'm an acts of service kind of person, actually. So I think like with that one, you want to try and be positive about it. Like, you know, you shouldn't be doing it so you get uh, a thank you. You know how people are when they do something mm. for you and they want you to say thank you. And then when you don't, then they want to like throw it in your face. Open the door for someone Bye. and someone just walked past like it's nothing. And I'm like, pleasure. Sorry. I do the that thing, a lot. Well, personally, if like you like did my laundry, for example, and then like nanga bonga and then you wanted to throw it in my face, I could literally very easily be like a galang. Yeah, because you are such a loving person. <laughs> um <laughs> But what I'm saying so. is the point is when you when you when you do um these acts of services, it must come with positivity and your partner's ultimate happiness. Um, you know, that what must be what you are thinking about. It must be an expression of love, so not something that you're trying to do for recognition. So then our next one, number three, uh, we have receiving gifts. So I feel like there's so much like negative connotation around this love language right because mm -hmm. everybody when you think about receiving a gift or giving your partner a gift people are like automatically thinking about thinking about iphones and cars and g-wagons and all of that stuff but that's really not what it is the idea is that 
um you must just but it can include that no, right? i'm not telling that i'm not or anything but i'm you like buy me that you wagon the fuck like Sorry. you know if you want to buy me you wagon that's great i won't turn it down but <laughs> the idea is in a burgundy color also Ned. if you're listening and like you have thoughts <laughs> take that thought and implement it in life like but the idea behind um this this love language of receiving love it, it just means that it's a meaningful and thoughtful gift that you give to your partner that makes them feel loved and appreciates it so you try to do something that you know that they they'll love that they'll enjoy something that is sentimental to them you know something of value to them that's what you try to give to them um so you know picking out a po- um a pint of their favorite ice cream after a long work week or like my favorite bottle of wine so if we were to use the tacos example for, uh, you know, for here, <laughs> for this <laughs> love language, uh, how that would look, you'd come home with tacos and you'd say, here's a taco. I like that. And it's so different from, well, not too different, but it is different from acts of service where you actually like perform actions. With this, you give something, yeah. but you still need thought and like effort and you can't just... I'm trying to like if I hate socks and you buy me socks, it doesn't count. You know, there's that whole it's the thought that counts thing that goes on. I equally, but with this one, it's so difficult to be like that because, <laughs> well, equally, it is the thought that counts. But if you're trying to do it as a love language, then what you're trying to do is not just because you, you you're not trying to force me to accept it just because you thought of it. You're trying to get the thing that you think I want or that you know I want. You know what I'm saying? So, but I feel like even with all of our love languages like um words of affirmation or acts of service yes maybe it's the thought that counts but had you thought about it in my context you'd probably have understood what to do but obviously sometimes you don't know me too well so the thought that counts obviously might be like cute but i hate the concept that i need to appreciate something just because you did it but you did not put effort to know what i like so if you know i hate socks why would really you buy me socks? socks? I'm not going to say it's the thought that counts. But if I've never told you I hate socks, then there's a different story. Okay. Fair enough. Fair okay. enough. I think the next one is quality time. So this one is about undivided attention. So I actually think I do this a lot, but as Colapo yet. So it's like no television, no smartphones or any other distractions. It's just literally quality time. Um, If this is your partner's like, primary language or just language in general they don't want to be um like distracted during they don't want you to be distracted during this period of time so they want to be your center of attention um this obviously doesn't mean like you can't curl up with like a book together or watching netflix or something it's just that the time needs to be dedicated together um so it's for instance using the tacos example let's go out for tacos together uh so yeah i think this is important because it's important to understand this love language because people assume quality time is quantity time. So like how long the actual time is. And that's not the case for a lot of people. Okay. That sounds, see, I like this one. Quality time is my favorite one of these um, love languages. And so like, I know if I have a date with you, or like we've set up time, I get really touched if you want to like cancel or postpone. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, or like if you come but you're not there. So like if I'm out on a date with you and you're busy on your phone. Like, oh, if you're watching a movie together but you're busy on your phone, like that's that's that for me. It, you know, 
it's like it's touched very touched that's so i think for me it's because maybe like i've canceled so many dates <laughs> in my life too in a lifetime or like postponed so for me it's not really it's not as important but the whole being present during yes. the time i think is very critical in this and it can be very hurtful to your partner and make them feel unwanted um, as though you care about other things and other activities than them. No, definitely. Like, I, I can vouch for that. That's that's full on. That's a thing. Um, so then our last uh, love language is physical touch. Air. I don't know how the hell I got this one because that's one I just hate. Um, so to people... <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, so to people with that as a love language, so with physical touch as a love language, nothing is more impactful than the physical touch of their partner. So they aren't necessarily into the over-the-top PDA kind of things, but they do feel more connected and safe in a relationship by holding hands, kissing, hugging. So somebody's going to, you know, put a hand on, on your thighs or you know, elbow or whatever during conversations or when you're driving and that kind of thing. Um, so if we were to use tech as an example, as an example, sorry, um, let me hold you like a taco. Because that's, that's <laughs> that sounds so cool. Like, imagine somebody walks in through the door and they're like, honey, let me hold you like a taco. This is Because clearly we date different kinds of people. I am, I'm not staying there for a nigga that's going to be like, let me hold you like a taco. <laughs> Do you know how you hold tacos? No. <laughs> no. I'm dizzy. Miss me. Um, I think for me also... One thing to remember is physical touch is not yes. sex. So even if, like, say you're abstaining and your love language can still be physical touch, it doesn't, it means it's like, as she said, holding hands and whatsoever. And for me, the physical touch one is very weird because I love physical touch, but only when I have given you permission. Yes. It's the most bizarre thing mm. ever. Because I remember I was out with Zola. I think I've told you the story. And we were at a chillest, not a chillest, like at a club kind of thing. And then some guy, so you know, I don't know what he was doing, but he held me, he held my arm a bit too long, like to Mississippi. And I panicked. Mm. I legit, dude, I cried. Oh. It grooved. And people were just like, eh, how do we, like, it's because for me, like, physical touch does have mm. triggers. So it's like, you need to touch me when I've given you permission to touch me. Also touch me at certain places yes. only. That's what, that's, it's important for this. You know, um, you know, if your physical, if physical touch is your partner's primary love language, then they feel unloved without that physical contact. So I get why you would love physical touch, but it also has to be a consent thing because obviously that random guy holding you at Groove for two Mississippis, there was no consent there. But when you've given somebody permission to touch you and to touch you in specific places and to touch you a certain way, then it can be a very loving um, way to connect with somebody. Um, you know, it's, it's a very deep connection. So all the words and gifts in the world really won't change. You know, they won't feel that void or that gap that somebody feels if they are the kind of person that longs for a touch. So, yeah. I mean, I don't mind it that much. It's not like my favorite, but I do enjoy cuddles. I also only enjoy being touched when I've given the consent to be touched. So if you want to just come up from behind me and try to touch me and I don't know you, I'm yeah. like turning no. around and telling you I'm going to kick you now. It's just when I either violate, <laughs> I, you. I act like Guys, I am. Okonzo. No, you are. <laughs> 
I will beat you up. Who do you think you're touching? What, what? <laughs> that time, guys, I want to go to groove with this girl after lockdown. But I get it. We need to start being like, voice that out. Why are you touching me if I haven't given exactly. you permission? Okay, this is turning into like that consent one. But like, no, it needs to, like, it's very vital uh, for physical yes. touch to have yes. consent for me. But otherwise, I love it. Hold my hand in the car while you're driving. Put your hand in my thigh when you're driving. Cutting. Oh, yes. Wait, what did I say? Hold my hand when you're driving. I like that, but put it on your on oh. my thigh as well. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, there's something sexy about you like, putting my... Ooh, you girl. know? But also, I do this weird thing of like holding people on the back of their necks. Mm. It's the most bizarre shit ever while they're driving or like while I'm chilling. It's very weird. But I definitely love physical touch like pull me closer when we're watching a movie or like when we're sleeping oh my god guys oh and we're at dinner with other people i like that like i think then in public but i'm also a pda person yeah me hi they must know you they must know what you you belong to me they must know and hopefully me alone (laughs) you're gonna get me started with all people belong to God. <laughs> yes, the universe. But I think touching on <laughs> the fact that I love physical touch, then you also you guys need to understand that your love languages for receiving and giving can be different. And I know that's the case for me. So they're not always the same. So for instance, but the one that is... um what's the word like similar in both Mm. regards for me is physical touch so it's in both but i don't like words of affirmation but i give words of affirmation so i'm your oh like i do this drag this thing where i say slay dragon kick ass you also love kick ass kick (laughs) ass today um yeah but slay dragons i think is such a cute one it's just like oh my gosh he's good well he or she is going to like like kill dragons, you know? man. Do they? And did aren't they like the greatest thing for that? For giving words of affirmations, I found that that like that has just elevated my ability to yeah. give affirmations all the time. Because like I'm just like, mm-hmm. hi, you know, you get a cute bit emoji and you're like, hi, have a lovely day or rise and shine. <laughs> you know, it's weird. We used to do it so much until lockdown. like lockdown. Then like it's okay. We call each other every time, but it was always like. Good morning, kick ass today. I love you. What what? It was like, oh, so you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm also like you. Um, the way I receive love isn't necessarily the way I I speak it. So um, for example, I speak my love in acts of service. I'm one of those people who voluntarily do something for somebody. Yeah. So I am Howard, what do you say? How this girl why she talk to me? <laughs> You're a girl. I've never seen that. But hey. lie to the masses. I'm joking, guys. She is. She is. A, you, are, you do things. <laughs> you do things for most people, not me. Um, but without the marking, I do think that's that's that's. But that's, that's that is yeah. me. I try to see what's where's a gap in your life. So what can I do to kind of like help your life feel complete? Not feel. I don't know what to, how to put it. But like, if I see something that that's a gap, then I'll try to feel that um and if for example you go and do something whatever kind of almost always ask like so what do you need so that i can do that but um definitely acts of service is my thing 
but I don't actually receive them that well. Like I don't, not that I don't receive them well, but it's not a thing for me. Like I'm not necessarily looking for somebody to show me they love me by offering to do acts of service for me. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think in terms of receiving, I'm more of a quality time person. That's, that's my thing. Like if you give me 20 undisrupted minutes of your day, so I can tell you the most stupid story and just rant on, I'm happy. Definitely quality of, well, quality time is not mine at any point, but I do think I give good quality time, but not more than I give. Well, yeah, because remember, guys, you can have a mixture mm. of them, but like you have like your dominant ones. But my dominant one for receiving is definitely gifts. Oh my gosh, guys, guys. And it sounds materialistic, but yes, uh, also love is a love. Well, money is a definitely love language, has guys. to be. People need to remember this. It has, has to be to a love be. language. I don't know why. It's the most bizarre shit. But I, oh my gosh, I just like, I love it when people shower with me. Well, shower me with money. I'm just like, yes, yeah, let keep it, it, it yes, like yes. <laughs> <laughs> But for me, physical touch obviously is just beyond the money. But it's, oh my gosh, so you got this for me because you thought of me. Or like, if I mention, like, there's someone, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I once mentioned, like, that I love BNG and I didn't expect it and like he randomly bought me BNG. Can I tell you guys he scored brownie points for life. Well not for life. I mean he still has work to do. But like it's that kind of thing where I tell you something in passing. Like I don't expect you to do it for me, but it's like, oh okay. Or like maybe I say, um oh my gosh, I need to buy so and so and like I go, oh maybe I'm going to go do my nails. And like you randomly just send me money <laughs> to do my nails. I find those things so cute. And it sounds materialistic, but honestly, I'm just like, yes, yes, daddy. I think one of the most wow. beautiful <laughs> daddy wowing. I started saying daddy so much. It hurts me. Like, what the hell? But I think it's very sexy. I okay, think one of the on. most beautiful um, depictions of that love language you're talking about now, gift giving, was in that movie, Me Before You. Um, when she tells him a story about the black and mm. yellow um, stocking. stocking and then on, on right. her birthday he just comes with them from you know no way I thought that was beautiful so it's that kind of thing that you know if I mention yeah. something in passing and you know I like it then you kind of just buy it um, but then how do you yeah. how do you love languages differ in friendships if they differ at all I don't think it's a matter of them differing in friendships. It's just how they appear in friendships is obviously going to be different in a romantic context. So, like, obviously, I, I'm not going around kissing my friends. Um, but if I know my friend's love language is, like, hugs, for instance, okay. then I know to, like, hug. Yeah, like, so it's, like, I hug the person. So it still stays mm. the same. So you still also, on top of knowing your partner's love languages, you kind of need to know how to, I guess, speak or give your friends the same love language. And it's important because I realized, I actually don't know my friends' love languages. I, I learned them and I'm making assumptions, but I've never sat down and been like, so Konzo, what exactly do you, well, I was going to say, what do you want from me? But that sounds horrible. But like, how can I love you? Because friendship is also Definitely, love. definitely. Um, I think that's something that we all have to kind of normalize in friendships, to kind of have those conversations with our friends and be like so what is your love language and how do you want me to show you that I love you and how do you show me that you love me because you know I think the important thing about understanding love languages in a friendship context in a 
relationship context is the fact that if you don't get my love language, I could be speaking love to you every single day and you wouldn't even know it. And that's where the concept sometimes of low maintenance and high maintenance maintenance friends becomes an issue because I could think, like you could think that you like spending quality time with you with me is great, but like you don't check up on me. And then I'm like, shucks. Ugh, she's such a horrible but like horrible, horrible friend and then like you claim yeah and then the claim is like no I mean I'm a low maintenance friend you are but you're not giving me love the yes. way I want to be loved so you need to like take account for that and like stop using this high maintenance and low maintenance friendship thing as a thing yes we do have low maintenance friends but that's in the context of how we know our love languages so if we both are just like you don't need to text me. You don't need to call me, but like send me a gift randomly. That is low maintenance. But if it's a, I need you to spend time with me, what, what, then do those things. And they claim you're a high maintenance friend. But in that context, you guys have understood each other's love language. And that's how it is. But then also, friend. I think it has to be, you know, when you were talking about low maintenance and high maintenance friend, there has to be some middle ground in terms of we must find a yes. way to understand each other. So if like you're yeah. not a quality time person, right? Mm-hmm. and i am. but you are but now i can't possibly expect you to be spending every single weekend with me do you know what i'm saying even though that's yeah. what i would love but i can't expect that of you because that's asking for too much from the way you see but it. then i need to spend like two weekends with you i was in gonna say you get what i'm saying that's a compliment but like for me and you when you are in town for instance we don't see each other a lot so i do kind of like if you're in town for a week and like the weekend is time that I have, I would give you a Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Yes. It's just not giving you that every time because you're in town. I'm giving you that quality time because I know it's very Mm. important to you. And And because you probably won't see me to drink (laughs) and get drunk. (laughs) And because you probably won't see me for another three months. (laughs) (laughs) That too. But also, can your love language change? I I think that, um, and I think that is the, point that is the reason why we have those conversations with people about our love languages in the beginning of relationships right because if I come at you and I'm like for example I'm going to use myself as an example receiving gifts was never a love language for me in fact I used to hate getting gifts there's nothing in the world that I hated more than a person spending money on me it just it just never used to sit right with me it just didn't make sense but when I started having people in my life uh for whom I don't even know if that's a proper English sentence. But basically, for them, their love language was to buy me gifts. Then I had to get to a point where I'm like, I can receive this. I can understand it. And so now I speak it. You know what I'm saying? So I think the idea behind having these conversations with people is so that we can also readjust our love language to fit the relationships that we are in. And as you grow, some things that meant a lot to you or that mattered to you in the beginning start not to matter so much and other things start to so if I started out you know being a physical contact person it's very possible that later on I become an affirmations person maybe because something starts lacking I don't know um lacking is not the right word maybe because I start growing differently yeah and I think even with that it's um the reason I do agree that it can change um is that so for instance for me i know i hate birthday wishes and i keep telling people this and they think like it's a joke and i genuinely like this year if anyone says happy birthday i am 
kicking you to the curb as a friend because I've told people that I don't like birthdays and that's because birthdays for me are like I've had such worst worst birthdays in my life they they just triggers Mm. for me so I'm just like don't wish me happy birthday but I have said that when I get to a point where I'm okay with birthdays and like I can celebrate birthdays the way I want then I'm going to say okay guys now it's time to wish me happy birthday so that love language can change um so I do think it's possible well in my example but also the reason love languages are so important is because it's how a person says they love you which is why you need to understand them otherwise you will feel unloved in a relationship and this is we always say this this is because you need to communicate these things with your partner or your friend and the problem is that people aren't communicating them so people are feeling unloved in relationships when you know your partner can learn to love you are we saying that you can teach someone to love you So the thing with love is we were taught, like you taught how to love from the people you grow up with or your parents. So if your dad buys like your mom flowers every Monday, you assume that like buying things or like buying that is a way mm. of showing love. But then like your partner isn't that person. Then when you get your partner and your partner says, actually, I just want you to spend time with me. I don't want flowers. That's teaching them. But ugh, because you get a general idea of how to love, but when you get into a relationship, you kind of need to learn to love that person specifically and how they want to be loved. So we can't really, you are learning throughout because how you loved your ex and how you loved your ex, yeah, I was going to say ex is ex, wowza, <laughs> and how you loved your, <laughs> the person before your ex <laughs> is different. And you, how, you, you need to learn how to love that person. And it's very so I feel like you have to teach someone to love mm-hmm. and they have to be teachable in that love space. That's the point of love. That's why so I agree I with you, right? Um, but see mm-hmm. you, there at the end, then you said you have to teach somebody how to love. I just want to add the you. So don't be trying to do yes. none of that brick build, building stuff where you want to teach somebody how to love from scratch. If that person has absolutely no idea on love leaving. Sweetie, that's not work for you. That's work for the Lord and any other high, higher power they believe in. But you can teach somebody how to love you, <laughs> right? So I think in this then, um, setting is like the whole compromise and setting chat is very important um, because why, when do you then compromise and when do you then so, settle? Uh, because you don't want to settle. So I think like, for example, it, you know, if I go back to that idea we we're talking about now, we're talking about can you teach somebody to love you, right? If you find somebody who, so we, we agree that everybody has the potential to love and everybody can love, but some people just don't. So if you're going to go into a relationship with somebody who just doesn't and isn't trying to even, so isn't trying to love, full stop, right? Leave, love you. They're just not trying to love. So they can, but they mm-hmm. aren't. They can. But they're just love, not. But they you know aren't. what I'm saying? And then somebody yes. was also not trying to learn how to love you. Because a lot of times we do all go into relationships and like um, there's this generalization thing that goes on. So in friendships and relationships, so we were just like, oh, all girls like flowers, all girls like teddy bears. And so that person isn't even trying to take the time to learn how to love you. Do you love flowers? Do you like chocolates? Do you like teddy bears? Do you love wine? You know what I'm saying? So when you go into a relationship, if you yeah. are in a friendship and a relationship with somebody who's not trying to learn you and is not trying to love you, but you stay, you're settling, in my opinion. But if you go into a relationship 
and I'm trying to love you and you are trying to love me, but we have differences and we're trying to find middle ground that's compromise because we're both making an effort. But then, I'm not saying that a, a person who's compromising doesn't have the right to leave. They definitely can leave if they start feeling like they're compromising too much. So when you get to a point where now you have to kind of compromise on the things that matter to you um, and things that are no-go zones for you, definitely you go. But compromise requires that we're both working at it and we're both putting in effort. So we're both losing and we're both gaining. So we're both winning some and losing some. If I'm the only one losing but and you winning happens? everything, I'm settling. No, I disagree with that. Well, I agree, but I feel like at some point you might be compromising, but I feel like it's not enough. Then I'm allowed to leave as the person who's had compromise done for them, even though it doesn't yeah. get to my level. Yeah. So quality That's time, for well. instance. That makes sense. You love quality time. I only give you one weekend in a month, but you want more. So you can and go. For me, I compromise by giving you. I feel like you are yeah. allowed to go because you wanted four and I only gave you one. It doesn't mean like the I'm supposed to give you three for you to feel better, but you should be okay with the fact that I know what I wanted in a relationship. And yes, I'm okay with you not giving me four weekends, but I feel like giving me one is just not enough for me. It's not, it's not, this isn't working. That's okay. But the issue is you then need to also not put the blame on the person who's done the compromise because they have tried to, they just, it wasn't. But even you, as a person be. who's compromising, can leave. You get that right. Because, like, if you yes, also are like, okay. dude, I'm giving you one weekend, you're saying it's not enough. Okay, I ask you, who can give you four weekends and go. And so, great. both of us at any point in time, if we are, com- see, if we are both compromising, if we are both giving in something, both of us at any time can tap out when the something we're giving starts feeling like a lot for us. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not doing to. You can always find a wild actually. I can't because you can't always. But there the is person. somebody out there for we, you. We are living proof of that. Mm-hmm. There is whether mm-hmm. that brings about the whole soulmate no, idea. I mean, not even in terms of. I mean, soulmates is a lot. But there's somebody out there for you, whether they're married or single or whatever. But there's somebody out there for you. So you are insistent on this I'm joking guys you I'm still joking I'm I'm no, pro monogamy <laughs> so I think you know like in any relationship and friendships in in your relationship with your parents or or, or or whoever it is very important to have these conversations about love languages so that you don't feel like you are giving in more than you are getting you know so the relationship can feel reciprocal that's the word I can't really say <laughs> but to kind of enforce reciprocity in the <laughs> to kind of um, enforce re- reciprocity in the relationship we need to have these conversations about love languages so I'm not sitting in my corner thinking I'm giving you everything and you're giving me nothing but you in your corner thinking oh my god I'm giving so much you know um, and then get the shock of your life when I come up to you like yo dude I didn't feel loved the time you were doing the best you could you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah i agree and it's so important also to then um do have these conversations frequently so as we said love languages change people change um i love this thing i think when Nan said it where she was like uh, the like women change mm. every five years per se so who i was five years ago might have not been the same mm. love i am now so you know that's uh that's why sometimes we get back with that our exes because now I can love like, you better 
I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that statement. Because I can love you better now. Is, you know, we change. <laughs> yes, and like maybe I couldn't love you the way you wanted to be loved then, and now my love has changed because I'm a changed person. But yes, uh, love languages are important. Speak about them frequently, and yeah, guys, this was this was a cool one. Um, do get in touch with us on. Do you want to say it, Kanza? You need to stop setting me up. That's what you need to do. But guys, please catch us on Twitter at carepackage underscore SA and on Instagram at carepackage underscore SA. And share, subscribe, uh, comment, uh, rate us. Look, guys, it's been fun hearing from you. And we, yeah, we will see y'all on the flip side. Bye, guys. <laughs>